yes. How's everybody doing? Welcome. You're lost. This is Fiji Kid. Welcome. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining. This is my first podcast. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be a part of your first podcast. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, I'm, well, 21 years old uh, from Anderson, South Carolina, small town. Um, and uh, yeah, that's for me. That's pretty much basic stuff. Um, as you guys probably don't know, I am a music producer, Twitch streamer, and uh, a rapper. So all that got all that going on for me. So that's pretty much yeah, that's pretty much it um, as far as the that goes. I didn't even know you're a rapper. Like, do you yeah, I, what was that? Do you take it seriously or just a hobby? Um, I tried taking it seriously a while back. So I, I have a friend of mine by the name of uh, uh, Jaden. Shout out to uh, Aja Twelve Twelve. Shout out to him. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's the one that actually got me into rapping. And give you a little story about that. I used to make beats for him. He's uh he's got like a few beats about it. He still has a lot of unreleased unreleased content. He uh hit me up one day um, and asked me to come out of studio, you know, check his studio out. And um he asked me if if I, you know, if I ever rapped. And I told him, you know, I used to freestyle back in high school with my homies on the back of the bus and stuff. I never really took it serious. You know, my dad was a rapper. Um, so I thought, you know, maybe I might try it myself. And I have one track, I have like one or two tracks out. I don't have like a whole album or anything. I have an old one where I did take it uh, as a joke. Uh, I was uh, uh, playing a character as a uh, name, uh, Young Tax Return. <laughs> um, yeah, it was supposed to be a joke at first, and it was actually a it was actually a banger. The song was good. I didn't at first I didn't like the song because of the auto tune, but that was supposed to be part of the whole whole ordeal. And then I dropped I dropped another track. I think it was almost I think a year ago maybe a few months to a year ago, I recorded it this summer, uh, this summer or spring, early spring. Probably, I think it was last year. I have to check to see what date it is. But I know it was pretty, pretty recent. And I did a, a collab with him. And I, you know, did a little verse or whatever. And that one was something I took serious. Um, and then after that, I got a lot of positive feedback from both of the songs. And a lot of people want me to drop an album. I announced the album um, last year, or actually two years ago. And it's just never been released. I guess it's because I've been playing around too much. And I got into streaming and producing more than I should rapping. But um, I'm still going to work on that album eventually. Uh, once I get the time to get uh, get down to writing and uh, uh, laying down some tracks. So when did you start rapping? I'm not too sure if you said it earlier. Um, I was rapping around high school. Okay. Um, like I said, I would do stupid, uh, stupid ass freestyles with my friends on the back of the bus and uh we'd be doing rap battles and stuff like that too um and it actually there was some there were some points where it did get serious where like i kind of took it serious and my freestyling kind of you know started to get a little good i I, i'm not really good at freestyling i will say that if you if you would have asked me right now if this was like an actual radio show you asked me to freestyle spot probably gonna probably gonna let you know it's gonna be trash But other than that, yeah, I started freestyling or rapping, like really rapping around um, around high school. And I, I need to retract the statement. My actual very first track, I think you remember this, is when I uh, dissed Multirex. Uh, <laughs> I dissed Multirex. If you don't know who that is, it's a music producer who was uh, known for scamming a lot of other producers and rappers in the industry. Yeah, I remember now. 
Yeah, and uh, I took it upon myself because uh, he scammed me pretty bad. He got me. Um, so talk, I took it upon myself. Talk a little bit more about it. So um, Multirex, um, I, I, I didn't talk to him often. I heard about him. I knew he was a pretty cool producer at the time. I will say his beats are pretty cool, pretty pretty good, decent. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're all that, but they're decent. They're, they're, they're listenable. Um, and uh, there was... Um, a time where he hit me up asking me for some help, you know, cause he stays in Mexico um, or he stayed in Mexico. I don't know where he is now. I don't really care. <laughs> but, um, but uh, at the time he was struggling, I guess um, with, you know, keeping groceries in this house and little uh, amenities and things like that. And I, and I get, I, you know, I get, I kind of, I got a soft heart for people like that. You know, I don't mind helping, especially if it's somebody within my community or if I could, you know, if I could help out, I'll try my best to help out. And he used to hit me up for money, um, of, you know, a few times. First time it was for groceries, and then it became a habit. Um, and he tried to introduce me to his services um, at the time. Uh, some of those services include mixing for my beats, mastering, uh, drum kits, all that. And I thought to myself at the time, you know, and I basically told him, like, I wouldn't want to purchase that when I could learn how to do that myself. And I'm a music producer. Um, now, there's a, there's some times where I do need help mixing because my ears are pretty bad when it comes to mixing beats. Um, but as far as him doing that for every single one of my beats, I don't think I need him to do that. You know, because every every producer's mixing is uh, different, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't want anybody else to kind of you know you know tarnish my work or anything like that. So um, I declined that. Still helped him, and it became a habit. And then next thing you know, I started seeing posts out of nowhere on Facebook one day where people were talking about, hey, this dude's a scammer. This dude's uh, scamming out of money. You know, don't trust him. And he, uh, before I could even get a chance to message him, he blocked me. Mm. So I guess he knew what was coming. So I got very upset and I didn't know what else to do. I was kind of upset. And my, um, <clears throat> some of my friends um, that I went to college, uh, college with, um, they were like, yo, <laughs> drop a diss track. You know, everybody's doing diss tracks now. That's when, like, Rice Gum and and uh, a few other people, they were doing diss tracks, you know, on YouTube. So I was like, I'm not a diss track type of person. Plus, I never really recorded a song. I don't have studio equipment. Mm-hmm. And they were like, man, just record it for fun. Or, you know, just record it however you're going to record it. Spit your bars, because that's what's, that's what's going to matter. You know, the bars itself. And, and the bars weren't even that good. It was just pretty much a diss, like I said. Mm-hmm. And I uh, sat at my... um. I was living with my sister at the time. I sat up at my sister's desk. I had the the blue microphone, same blue microphone, had no kind of uh, studio uh, suppression or anything, any kind of phone walls. or So you can hear the fans running in the background like you probably hear now. Uh, you can hear fans running in the background. You can hear me moving around, adjusting my mic. And I recorded the whole thing in Audacity and uh, uploaded to SoundCloud, and everybody loved it for some reason. And... <laughs> And um, yeah, that was like, that was, that was, and it felt good to do that because and I will not say it felt good to diss somebody, but it felt good to get, you know, my feelings off my chest through a song, mm-hmm. through, you know, my art. And it kind of, you know, I think that kind of started the snowballing effect of people wanting to hear more music from me. So. You think he's still out doing the same thing, but by a different name? Um, we pretty much ran him off the internet. <laughs> he's not going to do that again. Um, and that tends to happen. That's why I love the community so much, because when you get bad apples, 
um, in the community and people call them out, they don't come back. And it's kind of get the weeding out. The weeding out process is is great. It's good. Um, it lets you know who to you know who to fuck with, not to fuck with. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he he got ran off the internet pretty quick. So I don't think he's he's doing anything time anything you know anytime soon. And I think somebody even had this SoundCloud uploaded a track. It wasn't even a, like a beat or anything. It's somebody that had the SoundCloud, and it was like some anonymous type shit mm-hmm. where. Uh, this dude pretty much exposed him. It, it, I think it was one of his best friends who wow. had the SoundCloud and put his put his business out there, and it kind of like, you know, was the the you know the nail in the coffin. I was let everybody know that this dude's a this dude really is a scammer. Mm-hmm. So uh, other than that, I um I think that uh, that guy's not gonna ever come back again. He's not gonna do anything crazy, and if he does, you know, he's not. He he's not going to last very long if he tries to do that again. So uh, um, there's that right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you mentioned the community. Now me and you, we both know that what the community you're talking about. But to the people who don't know, what is this community? So you know, of course, saying that it's a uh, producer community is being too broad. Um, so a lot of us in this particular producer community, a lot of us, we have a few things in common. Uh, one of the things is we, we tend to sample, uh, basically our samples are pretty much just, uh, the same. We sample a lot of video games, uh, anime, pop culture, things like that. Um, things that we enjoy, things that we love, we're very passionate about outside of producing. And we kind of put those, meld those together. So there's a lot of a lot of us that are in this community. Um, some of you guys know uh, some of the big big names, Natsu Fuji. Uh, I remember some of you guys know Chop Got Louie, um, uh, Legendary, Final Flash, um, who else? Kanji Kobayashi. A lot of these producers uh, that came out around that, um, I, think it was, I think I found them and discovered them around like 2014, uh, around that time, 2014. Um, and I think they've been producing longer than that. Some of them have been producing since, you know, 2000, you know, 10, early mm-hmm. on than that. So, uh, um, so yeah, that's what, that's what the community is. And we're, we're pretty cool. Some of us are in each other's discords. We'll play video games with each other. We have beat battles. Uh, <laughs> I'm not participating in one. I'm not the one, that, I'm not the kind of guy that likes <laughs> battling with people. Uh, and, and I don't like to lose either. That's another thing. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty sore loser. I'm not gonna lie to you. I hate losing. So that's another reason why I don't do beat battles. But, you know, we do beat battles and and we just all together. Some of us, are, we consider each other family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how that's how deep it is versus I'm not trying to talk shit about any other producers, but that's kind of different. Like than like you see, you know, uh, 808 Mafia, Metro Boomin, you know, these bigger producers, they're kind of like solo. But within our community, everybody's cool with each other and everybody's, you know, tight. And we're trying to help each other grow. So that's why I like this community better than I do just a broad sense of being a producer. You know, I see. I see. Did you first run into the community through SoundCloud or Facebook? Um, SoundCloud. Um, and it's funny how I really ran into it. Um, so with SoundCloud, I didn't discover SoundCloud. My dad put me on SoundCloud. Oh, um, wow. yeah, recipes by the way. Um, my dad put me on SoundCloud because that's where he was uploading his music and everything, and um, that's where he found beats and stuff like that. And so I was like, well, if that's where everybody's posting their beats and things like that, then I need to check this out. And at the time, I really 
I really wasn't into producing. I was more focused in school and trying to, you know, find my way as far as, you know, what I want to do for a career. So I really wasn't focused on producing. I listened to a lot more people. And I think I think the very first person I saw, um, I followed my friend uh, Alexis on SoundCloud. And then, like, I started getting recommendations from Natsu Fuji. And the next thing you know, it just went on from there. So Natsu Fuji, Legendary, Ichimonchi, um, uh, well, TC Styles. Everybody knows him as TC Styles, too. Uh, DJ Ron, uh, a lot of these other producers, I started seeing a lot more out of nowhere. And it was like at all at once that week, I just kept finding beats at the beats at the beats. And I was reposting and reposting and reposting. And, you know, I was like, man, these dudes are really cool. And then on top of that, the fact that they were sampling video games and anime, I thought that was kind of unheard of. You know, mm-hmm. that was like a thing that people just did every once in a while for fun. No, these guys made a whole entire fan base over doing this. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I got introduced. And then at that point, I realized, I kind of want to get on that too, you know, jump on board and see what I can do um, or see what I can bring to the table um, as far as that goes. Now, what was your choice of video game or anime that you would um, produce or send? Um, well, me, I'm, I'm more of a retro person. Like if you guys, you know, the people that are listening, if they do know me, they know that I'm a retro guy. I love retro or love retro sounding uh, um, video games. Um, so I, at, at first, when I started doing producing or at that time, I mean, I've been producing since I was, you know, uh, since I was a young kid. But my beats at the time were they were not uniform. They were not they didn't have any kind of construction. It was just like me clumping sounds together, see what sounded good and just go with it. And I pretty much like made loops. Um, and uh, but I didn't really get you know serious till that time uh, where I you know discovered Natsu Fuji. And so at that time, I kind of, you know, sampled a lot of Nintendo stuff like Donkey Kong and Mario, um, Legend of Zelda, um, a lot of Nintendo stuff and some Sega stuff. And then there were some times where, you know, I would sample other video games and stuff like that. Um, and uh, and I wasn't using FL at the time. A lot of these producers use FL. I didn't discover FL until about 2015 or 2016. So I didn't discover FL till later. You know, I was using programs like Magic's Audio Tool. What else? It's a bunch of Cakewalk, a bunch of like, you know, arrangement type um, programs. So at the time, it was like I just found the, you know, loop for a video game, slapped some drums over from that, you know, that, you know, auto tempoed into the, you know, the DAW mm-hmm. or DAW and just went from there. But I didn't discover, you know, FL Studio and then discover the, the power of it until later on and that's when i started like really getting into it now was programs like kate walker or audio tool harder to sample with compared to fl um no it's actually more user-friendly so like if you're starting off and you don't you know you don't have any idea to really you know plug in drums or use vsts or make melodies uh audio tool and magics and all these other programs they kind of help you out. They kind of pretty much give you that extra push that you need to, you know, make your first projects. Um, and so when I sampled things, it would pick up the tempo and then whatever drums that I had with it, it would match that tempo of the sample so that it was easier for me to like arrange drums, patterns and things like that with the sample instead of like making my own original or organic sounds. Now, when you transition to FL, was that learning curve harder or was it easy since you already know the basics? 
it was harder. I will not lie to you. It was harder. And the reason why I say it was harder because I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have music theory or anything like that or any kind of idea of what, you know, or, you know, rhythm or anything like that. So, um, when I got to FL, I was just confused. You know, I was kind of overwhelmed because it's a program that's open source. So you can do a lot with, you know, uh, with the FL studio. And I didn't know where to begin. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what, you know, what exactly to do. So I was kind of, I was kind of stuck for a while or, you know, had a beat block as, you know, people call it today. Mm-hmm. Um, I had beat block and it was a little bit harder for me to learn. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning about FL and it's been years, man. It's been about five or six years and I'm still learning about FL. I'm still learning about producing. I'm still learning about mixing. I'm still learning, you know, and you, when you're a producer, you never stop learning. I, I don't care who you are. There's always something new out there. There's always new things that are coming out. There's always new programs, new types of, you know, beats that are coming out. And it's, it's never, it's never time for you to stop learning. Mm-hmm. So I'm still learning everything. I'm still getting used to it. I'm not, I'm not the greatest, <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm pretty decent. I'm getting decent. I'm getting there. I'm learning, you know, I, I got my own groove and I got my own way to work. Whenever I open up FL, I could go in, bam, you know, I know what I'm going to do here. Bam, I know what I'm going to do here. All right, I'm going to drop this here. I'm going to put these drum patterns here, you know, things like that. So um, it's become better for me now. But back then it was, it was rough. And I had, I was kind of scared because I had no help. And then, you know, I reached out to people in the community and they, they reached a hand out to me and they, you know, they kind of, you know, taught me everything I needed to know. Mm. Um, so shout out to Legendary, by the way, because that's the man that taught me everything I needed to know or has been teaching me everything I needed to know about producing. And which version of FL do you use? Uh, 11. Um, I've, I've used other FL studios, um, even 20. I just feel like 11 is so much more easy to use um versus uh you know 12 or 20 now had i you know started making beats in 12 or 20 it probably would be more easier but because i stuck with 11 for so long i've kind of got comfortable with it so i kind of get that same feeling you know that overwhelmed feeling when i open up you know 12 or 20 because it's kind of different you know it's different um regardless of the upgrades that come with it and you know the usability um, I just feel like 11 for me is more a comfortable spot for me to really uh, stay at. Uh, did you hear that Ableton's giving out a free copy of Ableton Live 10 Lite? Wait, they're doing that when? It's, it's going on right now until I think the last day of the year. See, Ableton, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody that uses Ableton. I've, I've tried Ableton out. Ableton to me, I don't know. I, I just don't. I just don't. It doesn't seem friendly to me when I use it. It just, I just, and I get bored with it. You know, I don't have fun producing the Ableton. Um, I've not tried Pro Tools out yet, but Ableton is one of those programs is like to each their own, but it's not, it's not something that's for me. Pro Tools is a whole different learning curve. It's huge. It takes time too. And especially for producing, like if you don't have like any gear, like uh, hardware gear, like, Using uh, like VSTs, they don't. Pro Tools don't even use VSTs. They use a uh, AAX. So you have to find okay. the right plugins that support AAX, and then trying to like, let's say, like uh, draw a piano into it. It's it's tricky. See, I figured that'd be the case with the uh, um, Pro Tools. My father used Pro Tools, 
Um, like I think I think that was a difference between me and him. He was more musically inclined. He had music theory, so it wasn't. It was a little bit more easy for him to learn than it was for me. Um, well, I've not touched uh, Pro Tools or anything. Um, but he told me that you know I, it was best for me to stick with FL with the you know with my current skill level and uh, um, my mindset um, because uh, he said Pro Tools can be overwhelming for somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I truly believe that I, I'm, I'm fully convinced that, you know, Pro Tools is something that it's uh, pretty difficult uh, to learn, to get used to, um, to hold a grasp on. And like you said, there's a lot of equipment that comes with it. And I have equipment. I just don't have the space to put it up. You know, after my you know pops passed, he uh, pretty much landed, you know, pretty much handed off or passed off to me his all his you know, music equipment. So I have mix boards and things like that. I have speakers. I have, um, what is that called? Interfaces. Um, I have all that stuff. I even have a microphone and a stand um, <laughs> to record music. If I want to rap, I can do that, uh, you know, in the comfort of my own home. But because I live in a smaller house, I don't have a lot of space to put all that stuff. So um, I won't be able to really fully um, experience that till I get enough room to actually uh, be able to work with that equipment. Now, back to FL. Mm-hmm. When you start like making a beat, when you first open FL, what's your process like? Do you like find a sample? Do you open up uh, like Nexus? Like, what do you do? So the first thing I do is uh, even before I touch a sample is I think to myself, what kind of I go by my mood. Um, a lot of producers, I don't know if they do that, but I go with my mood. So I'm like, if I'm if I'm if I'm feeling upbeat or happy at the time, um, I kind of figure out, okay, well, do okay with my originals. Do I want to, you know, keep it, you know, up key and upbeat, or do I want to use a sample that you know has a you know upbeat feeling to it? Or if I'm feeling down, do I want to use a little bit more dark chords? Um, do I want to, you know, um, pitch down my samples or find samples that have that, you know, that sad or dark feeling? And then I end up picking that sample or I end up opening up, you know, sampler and then figuring out, you know, what kind of chords I want to use. If I want to use Aeolian scale or if I use major scale or things like that. And then I go from there and then I make my melody sample, chop my sample up. Um, and I love chopping samples. I have so much fun chopping samples. There's been times where, I won't even make a beat. I won't even put drums down. I will just chop the hell out of a sample and mess around with the sample and manipulate it to where it even sounds like a melody, an wow. original melody already made. Um, and I think you already uh, witnessed that with uh, my uh, chop packs. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's I, I have more fun doing the chops for samples and you know flipping them into something brand new. Um, and I always love, uh, I have this little thing where I have people listening to those, you know, you know, top samples and try to get them to guess where I, I sampled it from. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, like I said, I have more fun doing chops. So, um, but yeah, I end up doing chops and the end of my drum patterns. And then uh, last but not least, I have trouble doing this and I still got to work on this. It's my 808s. My 808s are horrible. Um, <laughs> um, I tend to use more simpler sounded 808s too, but um, my 808 patterns, I'm still working on those. And that's the very last thing that I do. And then I make or I try to my very best to mix or I get help for mixing. Now, where did the love for chopping your samples come from? Um, going back to uh, 
um, the producers, uh, hearing all these producers like Natsu Fuji and, and all these other guys, um, you know, flip a whole entire sample and making something brand new out of it. That that intrigued me because, you know, I would never would have thought that, you know, there'd be people out here that will be flipping samples and turning them into their own beats. Like, you know, there's some people out here that could turn, you know, a random random noises into a whole entire tracks. And I'm like, how do y'all do that? And so I learned, you know, it took me a long time to get get it right. And uh, I'm still I'm still getting there. I'm almost perfected it, in my opinion, and for my own self. Um, but uh, I finally learned how to chop my samples, and um, it's it's I have too much fun with it. I gotta I get addicted to it. <laughs> I get addicted to it. So it, that's how I started to get into chopping uh, samples. Because at first I would just loop them. You know, I would loop them, throw drums on them, bam, I'm done with the beat. And then I'll, I'll be like, man, something's missing. It don't sound like it hit. It don't sound unique. And chopping samples for me, it, it lets you know how unique a person's ear is. You know, they hear a sample and then they can, you know, you know, make something out of it that's unique to their own, you know, to their their own style. Now, when you chop, do you chop the same way or do you like chop differently for each sample? It all depends on the sample, but uh, usually I chop the same way, usually. And then and even when I do use the same method, I can still make the chops sound unique. You know, um, sometimes I will literally just, you know, find different points of a sample and just lay down markers or whatever and then just chop it up. And there'll be times where I'll just use the automatic, uh, you know, automatic tool to kind of pick out the, you know, what, you know, chops are for me and then I manipulate it from there. Um, but yeah, that's I pretty much go through the same process every time. Now, are you team SliceX or team Fuji Slicer? Oh, SliceX all the way. <laughs> SliceX all the way. SliceX all the way. I love SliceX. Same, same. Um, but to a beginner, SliceX can seem more intimidating, don't you think? It, it, it can. Um, I was intimidated by it because, um. It's like I said, it's a VST and it's it's more it's more you see a lot more options on uh, Slice X. Like, you know, you can you have the pitch, you know, you can mess around with, you know, you can add filters on there, you know, high pass filters. You know, you got different tracks you can go by and you have those little uh, keys that allow you to, you know, hit the chops where you want to sound them. And I use my keyboard for that instead of manually hitting them with my mouse. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it can be it can be intimidating for people that are starting off. But honestly, man, I will say this, and I will say this to all producers: watch YouTube, go on YouTube, do research, watch YouTube, watch tutorials. And sometimes tutorials can be complicated and can be frustrating. And if that's the case, then ask people, you know, other producers, because you know, there's some pretty you know laid back producers that don't mind teaching people how to do certain things. Um, you know, personally. Um, like I said, I have legendary, you know, he's kind of like my, my mentor when it comes to producing um, and uh, Final Flashes as well. And they, you know, they taught me a few things. You know, we sit in Parsec sessions or team viewer sessions and, you know, they'll be in voice chat telling me, hey, you know, try this. This is how you do this. All right. I right, tweak that. All right. We'll fix that up. You know, pitch that up. All right. Change that sample or, you know, fit the BPM, things like that. And, you know. 
that would that be that that's usually the best way to learn is to go to YouTube or have people that you know that produce. And if you don't have those options, um, which you I mean YouTube should be available for everybody. If you don't have those options, next best thing to do is play around. That's all you gotta do. Play around with the VST, you know, and that's for any VST um, that you use for producing. You can, you can, you, you have, I think that'd be a fun, more fun experience to play around with it. And it can be frustrating for people who just want to straight up just learn. But, you know, it comes, you know, those kind of things come with time, you know, it comes with time. It comes with, you know, uh, you know, time and energy. That's what it comes with. And eventually that's what helps you shape yourself into a better producer. Is you taking the time to learn or taking the time to figure out things? Now, can these people, if they're starting out, can they hit you up for tips? Most definitely. Like I said, I'm still learning myself. But if you need the basics, I mean, I don't mind helping people out. I've helped a few producers out that are starting off. Um, I even taught some of my best friends how to make beats. And it's fun. It's fun teaching them how to do it. Because, you know they'll start to see that they're able to make their own music and make their own creations. And the fact that you're the one that helped them, it seems a bit narcissistic, but it, the fact that you're the one that helped them kind of brings you joy. If you're, you know, if you're the type of person that, um, that gets a, uh, that gets a good feeling from that. Mm. Now, where can they find you? Well, you can hit me up on all social medias. My social medias are pretty much the same uh, at Fiji Kid underscore X. That's F-I-J-I-K-I-D underscore X. You can find me on Twitter. I'm pretty active on there. Uh, I might see a few memes on there, but you can always hit me up um, there. Um, I also have a Discord. Um, I don't. I mean, I guess you can go to link, you know, link in the description and join that Discord if you yeah, want. Put it there. Yeah. Um, you know, you can hit me up there. Uh, Facebook, I don't have an official Facebook page. I mean, I do, but I don't use it. So you can look me up. Chance why I've been on Facebook, hit me up. Um, and uh, same thing with Instagram, FijiKid underscore X. But yeah, anybody can hit me up and always ask for tips. I don't mind it. Well, I want to thank you, FijiKid. No problem at all. Pleasure to be here, man. I can't wait to see what, what great things you, you know, you're putting out. And uh, I'm going to be an avid listener. And I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, pretty glad that i was your first guest on your podcast so that, that this is a history uh moment for you and me both yes it is talk to you later most definitely peace out everybody all right all right <laughs>